Hello everyone. Welcome back to Marriage Sensation. We are a marriage ministry out of New Life at Calvary Church, located on East 79th and Euclid Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm Katie Glenn. And I'm Walter Glenn. And we're so glad to have you back again. Today we're going to be discussing intimacy. And we're going to talk about three important steps to intimacy. And this most of this information we have gotten from Dr. Julie Slattery, who is a clinical psychologist. And now Walter will start us off. Yeah, we enjoy listening doc to Dr. Slattery on Moody Radio, and she has a lot of interesting uh, things to say about marriage. Uh, her expertise is just uh, world-renowned, and so we thank her for we got, uh, being able to gather a lot of this information from her. Uh, the first thing I like to do is separate the urgent from the important. And there's a thing called the tyranny of the urgent, okay? And what that basically is, is that there's a busyness to life. And that busyness to life, there's always something that needs to be done or something that we feel has to be done. Now, it may or may not be important. And so separating those two out is the first step sort of uh, to creating some intimacy in marriage. Uh, when we can, when we're able to separate those two out, and I'll give you an example. Uh, watching that movie on Netflix tonight, it may be what, what some would consider urgent, but it may not be important. Okay, now answering a text message could be a little of both. It could be both interesting and sort of urgent, but it also could be very important. So there's some things that fall into both categories. Uh, now, if I were to give you an example of going to the dentist, if I miss one dentist appointment, uh, that might have been an urgent, it might be urgent, it may not be. Uh, however, if I miss five years of dental appointments, now the urgent has now become the important because I've neglected it for so long. Well, intimacy is just like that. If we neglect our intimacy for long periods of time, what was sort of urgent can now become very, very important in our marriage. So, with that said, let's start with step number one. These are simple steps to creating intimacy in our marriage. Step one is make time for intimacy. Yes. Intimacy, we have to make time for it, okay? In other words, it's not a, it's, it's, it's not something that, uh, sometimes it's something that really has to be thought out and well thought out. Um, now, we're going to introduce a concept today that might be a little revolutionary for some couples. It may not be. Some of you may already be doing it. We commend you for it. But our research shows that couples that do this thing uh, and they, they set this time aside for intimacy have stronger and healthier marriages. Uh, an example of that might be you may have to make an appointment to have intimacy with each other. Now, I know that sounds really romantic. Doesn't it sound romantic to you? So yeah. Wow. It, 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 that's how, make an appointment, okay? Uh, but no, research shows that couples that do that have a stronger, healthier marriage. And I'll tell you why. Because now we're both on the same page. We're both on the same level. We've set a time. We've set a date. We know this is going to happen. And it eliminates the hit or miss now, right. if you're anything like us as a couple, here's some of the things that we have had happen to us. And it's all about expectations. For instance, recently I had a snow day uh, where we got 18 inches of snow in the Cleveland area and I wasn't able to go to work. And so we had a snow day. 
Okay, now I'm laying in bed and I'm thinking, wow, this will be a great day to lay in bed together and we could have some great moments together. Well, my wife immediately got up because we were having a snow day and she got dressed and she got ready to prepare for her day. Now, which one of us was right? Which one of us was wrong? Neither, Neither. one of us. Neither one of us. Because it was an expectation that went un communicated. communicated. Right. It wasn't communicated. So somewhere along the line, we missed each other with that communication. And, you know, and it, it can lead in marriage. You see in marriage, that can lead to some frustrating moments when you have unmet expectations because they haven't been communicated. Right. Now, with this method of sort of scheduling everything, the communication is there. The expectation is there. We're both on the same page. We're Maybe both. what we try to do is look at the calendar the night before to see if there's anything scheduled. And then when the snow day comes in, wow, that's just a bonus. You know, yeah, and we I, have, you know, looked at what we were going to do before. Yeah, you can create your moment. You can create your romantic evening. You can create it mm -hmm. by scheduling it out. So schedule, point number one, schedule the appropriate time to have intimacy with each other. Schedule it. There's nothing wrong with it. Now, Katie's going to take point number two. Number two is setting a time for emotional connections. And what that means is that we would sit down and just kind of share with each other how our day was. And we could ask each other, you know, can we talk over dinner, ask how our day was, um, even how are you feeling, mm -hmm. you know, how you've been feeling all week or, you know, for the past few days or whatever, just to see where they are, where our spouses are emotionally. And also to find out if, if there's anything that we need to share, if some situation popped up that we need to share or talk about, you can have this time for that. Uh, another is just saying I love you. Amen. Just saying that we all love to hear that. Just to say that I love you and that I care about you and that we're um, working out well, that we're having a good time together. All is well. And uh, a couple other things. You could um, you know, call and leave a, a text message on their phone um, or uh, just leave a note mm -hmm. in the morning to start that person's day off. And I usually put your notes in your lunchbox so that when you're going through there, it's like, oh, here's my, my note for the day. I get a love note almost every, every well, I get it every day when right. I go to work. It's a, and it's a healthy right. reminder of, uh, you know, mm -hmm. that we're making an emotional connection for right. that day, even when we're apart from each other. So that's important. Right. Another thing with this making the emotional connection is if we uh, had a disagreement, we can take the time to resolve it lovingly resolve the, the disagreement and kind of move on with the everyday activity because having a bad day doesn't have to turn into a bad night. Amen? Uh, amen. I, I, I've right. heard one of our pastors say right, that right. Uh, and uh, she's absolutely right about that. Right. A bad day doesn't have to turn into a bad night. Right, exactly. Because so you could, if, if you're starting off with a bad day, you know, as the day go by, as the days the day goes by, you can uh, send that text, or you could call them at work and say, "Hey, I just wanted to say, you know, I love you, and 
you know, we'll straighten this out when you get home and Amen. you know, there's different ways you can do it. And what that. that does is it reestablishes the emotional connection. It reestablishes right. it. It may have been frayed, right. the wires may have been frayed a little bit, but now we're strengthening. We're putting some duct tape on them and we're getting those wires working right and we're right. moving in the right direction and we're reestablishing that emotional connection. Do you think that's particularly important for women to have the emotional yeah, for connection? for women because women really need that emotional connection. Mm -hmm. We're more, I would say, sensitive to things mm -hmm. and, you know, we want um, that your we want our spouses to connect like we talked about last week, connect with us and um, how we're feeling, you know, what he may or may not need to know. Um, if something came up that we can't handle, you know, we can go to our spouse and that makes that connection. And so we then feel that our spouse is really concerned about us, how we care. And he's seeing that, yeah, she cares enough to let's talk about this and, yeah. you know, move on for a, a solution. Yeah, when so, you let me into your world, it, it's, right. it's helpful. Now I know how to operate. Uh, mm -hmm. So we talked about making time for an emotional, uh, making time uh, for intimacy. Then we talked about, that was step number one. Step number two was uh, making the emotional connection right. to, make emo to make intimacy really something that we both want to do. Right, uh, exactly. When we make that emotional connection, it's now, okay, now we're setting the tone. We're setting, right, the, setting mood. the tone. It's yeah. like candlelight yeah. and soft music, uh, you know, putting on some Barry White, uh, some <laughs> Al Green. I mean, it, I'm going old school on us, but, you know, <laughs> sure. hey, that, 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 you're setting the tone. We're setting the tone when we do that. For mm -hmm. So we, we, what's the third one? The third one is having fun together. Make fun together. Play together. You know, set some time for some activity. Uh, that you enjoy doing together, um, like a we always talk about our date night. Yeah, you need to have that date night so you can make that connection. There, you can again share experiences together, and you could um, just talk about different things that come up. You know, a lot of times I know when, especially when you have children, that you go out to dinner and all you do is talk about them. So sometimes you have to make be intent about the the conversation, and that we're not going to talk about the kids tonight. We're going to talk about uh, you and I and what we need to do and what we see and maybe our visions for the future or, you know, just what we're going to do this weekend, you know, yeah, like at, that. It's I not a crime it. to look in each other's eyes and right. dream a little bit. Look right. in each other's eyes and see <laughs> the old, old the old spark that used to be there. Right. I would also suggest right. that perhaps we need to just set things up. I, I talked about making appointments with each other, but we should just say, okay, you know what? We're going to go to a hotel yeah. this weekend. And yeah. we want to get away from our house. We want to get away from the normal. We want to get away from the phone ringing and, right. uh, you know, right. oh, the, there's dust over here and this needs done. And just say, look, and I'm talking about a nice hotel. I'm talking about somewhere that's that's really nice. If we, if we do it two times a year, it's generally affordable. So we can set that tone by having a really nice weekend. With and a, it's make, just the two of us. Yeah, it's just the two of us. We set the tone us. right there uh, with, with a, a, a hotel visit or something getting out of our norm. There's something about mm -hmm. being away from home, being out of our norm, that really sets the tone for a great, right. great evening. Right. Another thing is to watch a movie together, one that you both will enjoy. 
Mm -hmm. uh, again, doing an activity, biking or hiking or um, just walking. walking. Oh yeah, walking is always good because then you can really get into conversation. Um, you know, plan a marriage outing, like a marriage conference or something to um, kind of boost up what you what you already know about marriage, or you may get some new ideas from the conference. So you're talking or, about sort of a marriage retreat or a marriage right, weekend. Exactly. Uh, family Life has a lot of those. Yeah, they uh, have those. And um, we, were, we were at a Family Life conference one time, and uh, this couple stood up, and they said that they had gone to at least one marriage weekend one time a year for 50 years yeah, in their they marriage. Yeah, they were married for so long. Yeah. The cutest little old couple. And they were so cute, but they, they were serious about yeah. being intentional about making their marriage work. Yeah, by going to a retreat, marriage weekend, one night, uh, one time a year yeah. Uh, yeah. over the course of their 50-year marriage. And they, wow. they said that was the glue that has kept their marriage together. I mean, they got mm -hmm. some fresh insight about their marriage. So a marriage weekend we would recommend or, or, or something of that nature. You know, right. it doesn't have to be a full marriage weekend. It might be a, a teaching on marriage or coming to Marriage Sensation. Uh, right. Join us online. Right. But make sure it's just, just the two of you. Yeah. Just the two of you so that you can make that emotional connection a little tighter. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, a few takeaways in this whole uh, conversation conversation about intimacy is that is that one question you always hear is there a, a frequency amount of being intimate in your marriage you know how often should you be intimate in your marriage I'm suggesting 10 times a week <laughs> you would <laughs> no no guys uh, seriously uh, well alright don't intimidate the folks here <laughs> with that no, uh, that's a frequently that's a question that's asked a lot. What is right. what is the frequency? It varies from couple to couple, and there's right. all kinds of factors that right. vary in. Yeah, we're uh, all couples in. are different. We're all all different. couples are different. Right. Uh, there's health reasons. Right. There's uh, we're in different seasons of life. Somebody right. may be pregnant at the time. There there could be so many factors that could weigh into the frequency. But generally, most studies show uh, most healthy marriages. One time a week is uh, a, a, a good jumping off point right. uh, in terms of frequency. Mm -hmm. The average for uh, in, in, uh, in the Christian world is one to three times a week. That's the average. Mm -hmm. uh, but one time would be healthy. But uh, right. So that would be something that uh, a, a goal that we could shoot for. Uh, and again, it, it's really dependent on time and season of your life and your marriage and what's going on and you know, uh, right. illness, hospitalizations, things like that. All that take our factors. Right. Children. Yeah. Are children there, you know. Um, so it is that, that season of your life is very important. And um, remember that men and women are wired differently. Yeah. Uh, and there is, we found from Dr. Slattery, <coughs> excuse me, that there is a, a bonding agent a chemical that's in our bodies called oxytocin. And it's like a bonding agent. And for women, it helps with uh, childbirth, with breastfeeding, and it just brings that bond between the mother and baby. Mm -hmm. So there's that bond there. 
and even this chemical can be um, induced by hugging, kissing, you know, a regular kiss or a passionate kiss, uh, or, or holding hands. It just brings that to the forefront, and that's where that um, emotional connection comes from. Now, for men, it's a little different. Uh, men receive their greatest dosage, dosage of oxytocin when they're actually engaging in intimacy. Okay, so, and what it does for men is uh, during the event and after the event, uh, men, studies show that men are more willing to be vulnerable. They're more willing to share. They're more willing to go into the, right. the deeper side of themselves in discussion. So, <laughs> I we can see where that would create a dilemma because as a woman, right. what as, do you want? As a woman, you you want that emotional connection before intimacy. Yes. You know, you can hug and, and, and kiss and that will uh, bring it out of the woman. But before we have intimacy, we need to make that bonding, that, that mm -hmm. bonding between Agreed. the two of us so that the um, intimacy factor will be enhanced. It will be uh, wanted. And as a man, we generally want the bonding take the bonding takes place or the oxytocin is at its greatest levels is during or after mm -hmm. intimacy. So if on one hand it has the emotional connection has to be there before for the woman and with the man it's during so you can see where both sides and the two shall never meet because right. if if one side is holding out for their their conditions to be met and the other side is saying, Well I want my condition to be met we're suggesting right. that, hey, let's meet halfway in between. Men, let's do this. We have to be emotionally connected to our wives. Yeah. We must. That's an imperative. Uh, there needs to be hugging. There needs to be hand-holding. And sometimes it doesn't lead to intimacy. Right. Sometimes it's, it's just, just romantic. It's that thing called romance, and it's okay. And it bonds us. Yeah. It bonds us together. Other times it will lead to intimacy. Right. But... Men, we have to meet halfway. We must create or strive to help out with this emotional connection. For women, I think you have to realize that your husband is most emotionally connected after or during the act of intimacy. So there has to be a little give and take on both sides in order for everybody to, to, right. to, to get to the goal of having a strong intimacy in your marriage. And what I was... Uh telling you before when we were discussing this mm -hmm. is that I think if I had known this as a, a young woman, a younger woman when I got married I mean, you're already a young woman but Oh, thank you, sweetie. Go ahead. <laughs> but go ahead. Go ahead with your point. <laughs> that um, that would help would have helped me to understand you more. Understand men. I didn't know anything about men. But just to know that little piece of information which is really turns into a huge piece of information uh, in the in the area of intimacy, because intimacy is is so important. It's so important in our marriage. And if it, as a young married woman, if I had had that information, we could have avoided some problems that we did yeah. have early on in the marriage, especially after having children. 
I think it eliminates some stalemates. Uh, you oh, know, yeah, where, yeah. where you know I shall not be moved. Uh, you right, know, because right. I have my position, right. and I think that when we see each other's position, and we're able right. to meet in the middle. You right. know, and sort of accommodate each other. Exactly. Then marriage gets the benefit of that. Our marriages and uh, healthy marriages really benefit from that. Mm -hmm. So we have a verse of scripture that we'd like to share with you as we conclude our lesson today, and it's taken out of First Corinthians. Yes, First Corinthians. Chapter 7, verse 5. It's, it says, Do not deprive each other, except perhaps by mutual consent and for a time, so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again, so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. I like that's funny. You seem to have any self control in that area. Amen. I think that says it well. I said right. I think it says it all in terms of mm -hmm. what we should do and why we should do it. Right. So we uh, we know that this is a very sensitive topic for some couples, and we would pray that. Uh, as a matter of fact, why don't I pray right now for all of us? Father, we do lift up this sensitive area of marriage uh, as it relates to intimacy, and we would ask that you would guide us. You would be our our our. Our, our guide, our shield, Lord, that you would direct us right. along the path we should go. You know, we, you, we Lord. know, Lord, that it's important in marriage, but we know it's not the only thing in marriage. So, Lord, put it in its proper perspective. We ask, Lord, that that area of our marriages would be healthy, strong, and yes. vibrant, yes. and that you would receive the glory. You gave us one of your first commandments was to be fruitful and multiply. So, we know it is ordained by God, so we know it's, 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 it's in line with a marriage and husband and wife. So, Father, we ask that you would just give, it, give us victory in this area, in our marriages. We thank you ahead of time for how you're going to do it, what you're going to do, and for how we as married couples and husbands and wives would just react to what you're asking us to do, what you're calling us to do. And we thank you, Father, for the the gift of intimacy in marriage. For it's in Christ's name we pray and give thanks. Amen. Amen. And we're going to do something a little differently. It's usually me saying until next time, but Katie, you're going to say until next time. <laughs> Here we go. Until next time, we want your marriage to be sensational. sensational.